<laughs> what about Europe? I don't. There's a lot going on there. I don't think we have enough time to cover everything. I mean, are we just doing present day, or are we talking like we going back in history? Are we talking about future possible what things that are going on in Europe? Oh wait, hey. I'm up. Two D, the flat frontier. These are the voyages of the Pancake Enterprise. Its rotoscoped mission to repeat the same animation and music, to transcend the limitations of 70s animation, to go boldly where no cartoon has gone before. Toon Trek, based upon Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. Starring Paul Spataro. Also starring Dave Pascarella. With Bill Robinson and Andrew Leyland as Andy. Production assistants J. David Wheater. Hello and welcome to Listen. Whoop, no, wait. Tune Trek. Uh, back in the village. Listen, listen to the Tune Trek. Listen to the Tune Trek. I am your, one of your hosts. Why do you sound like. What, what did you change on your speakers? My speakers? Yes, you don't sound the same now. You sound distant. You sound... It's the only yeah. thing speaking. Now you sound good. Did you lean way back? Get out! Get out of that! <laughs> Did you lean I, way I, back? I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go. Yes, I had leaned back. I, I, okay, uh, because now it sounded forward. very echoey. All right. We'll take... Hello? 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, whatever. Uh, who the hell was that? Kelly X. No, no, no. He's want to stay, uh, stay. Yeah. Stay. No, well, yeah, but that's not what he was doing. He he was doing uh, Gary Cooper as uh, uh, Lou Gehrig, right? Oh yeah, yeah, That's a good pull. Because I am oh, that, the luckiest man on the face of the earth. That's what I thought you were doing. <laughs> that's good. I could go with that. I go for the deep pull on that. Coming forward. Of course, I just did this whole hand grab that nobody saw. And then oh. the only the only thing I think about just and I know we're just keeping going all over the place, but Lou, Gary Cooper as Lou Gehrig, I just find it very amusing because he's about I don't know probably about forty or so when he made that movie. And there's a scene where he's like supposed to be a teenager. It's like, hey ma, <laughs> Uncle Otto Schmato. <laughs> all right, back to our regular regularly scheduled program. Hello and welcome to Toon Trek. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Bill Robinson. And with me to sing the praises of the Albatross are <laughs> Mr. Andrew Leyland, Sir Andrew Leyland, Esquire. See the rhyme of the ancient mariner. The rhyme, the rhyme, the rhyme. Is that, is that a salt rhyme or is that a rhyme rhyme? Or that's rhyme, sorry. <laughs> God. <laughs> So C would be brine? brine? Yes. Rhine is something. Oh, like a melon rind? Or is that rind? I believe that's rind. I'm so confused. Words. And that was Paul Spataro. Albatross. <laughs> and as always is also our lovely friend Dave. Pleasure Dave. to be here as always. And off in the ether or ether, depending on how you want to pronounce it is Mr. Weeder. 
Say hello, Dave. Hi, guys. <laughs> so not for nothing, but it would be cool if Dave added in a little voiceover there, and then we'd all go. Huh. He should just do that on one show, just interject his comments all throughout the show, and we won't know it until if we actually listen to the program. That way we can tell if he's really listening. Of course, back, if he's not, then who's editing the show? Back, back in the days when Sean was editing, I think he did that a couple of times, where we talk about something and then all of a sudden you just interject after the fact. What Paul really meant was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we are here today. Uh, well, first off, gee... Do we have any new Star Trek, any old Star, any new old Star Trek news? Any stale, stale Star Trek news? I guess Maybe the biggest news of late is the popularity of Strange New Worlds. Mm, I got one nitpick. Only one? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Why? You got more? I got, I got quite a few. Well, I mean, I got, none of I which got was affected my enjoyment of the show. No, 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 no. This, well, this is, um, you've seen the end of Picard, right? Yes. Okay. Mm, Jerry, God. I didn't like my tweet. Oh, I didn't see that. What was your tweet? Oh, that it should be a, a buddy cop show. No, no. That uh, when she sat in the chair, she did, she did the Shatner thing. She leaned over to one side and slapped her shoulder. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to get on the Twitters. I think if Jerry Ryan liked a tweet, I, of course I don't. I'm not on Twitter, so she could never like my tweet. But if she liked my tweet, I think I, I'm just satisfied for life now. And yeah. he's, Mark, Mark Hamill's like one of my tweets. <sighs> I complimented him on his appearance in What We Did in the Shadows, which is one of the funniest comedies on television. Oh yes. And he was yeah. he was delighted that it wasn't Star Wars related. <laughs> <laughs> It's too bad that he can't identify a man when he has a toothpick in, in his mouth. Well, Andy, you'll get that. Yes. Yes. The other. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Do we have any news? No. Popularity. What? Yes. Yes. Change the worlds. Bill's about to give us his nitpick. Okay. Does there suddenly have to be a con something sing or a Noonian sing in every show now? Yes. That is that 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 was the one thing that when I was like, ah, really? But that was the only thing that made made me say that. I was just like, come oh, on, that my, doesn't even. Go on. I mean, I guess it could be a common surname, but she's <laughs> <Not> also. <really. laughs> well, yeah. But she's even got the whole genetically superior thing going on, yeah, and I'm she's like, she's a fun character though. So. Yeah, she, she, she's fun. So you're laughing at the superior intellect. I am, yes. Yes. Very well done. But <laughs> Unless she's going to turn out to be a traitor. I don't know. Possible. Ooh, possible. Maybe she's the one that causes the accident that uh, Pike dies in. Possible. Who can say? But you Who don't want to say the writers about... of Strange New Worlds. At the end. And you know what? We're just going to spoil this from the end of... Uh, don't Dave may not have seen it. Picard two. It's not. It's not. It has nothing. It doesn't affect his enjoyment. It's just. It's just that. How do you know you're speaking for him? It's yes. <laughs> Maybe it's it that, does affect his enjoyment. It's that file that that he pulls out of that drawer, right, Andy? The project. Yeah. yeah. 
And what's the name? Project Carl. It should be Project Eugenics. Yeah, but hasn't uh, didn't the eugenics war already happen in the nineties? No, they've they've retconned no. it. Oh, I think on my ass. Enterprise. Oh. I think they retconned it to now be in the early twenty one hundreds. I think. Get off my Somebody ship! Would have to correct me on that because I've not. I've only watched all of Enterprise once, <laughs> apart from a couple of episodes. But I think they've retconned the dates because they did say in an episode of the original, I think that the dates from that period are notoriously spotty because of the third world war mm. and so they use that to retcon it in enterprise i think i could be wrong but i'm, I'm like okay that. with that i'm okay with that yeah i'm fine with that my my nitpicks are super nerdy my they're really nerdy in a mock time right it's heavily implied oh yeah, yeah. stated so i'll give them that it's heavily implied spock hasn't seen to pring since she was seven when they were betrothed but in strange new worlds he obviously sees her much later than that so okay. seven years but so going to, just going in the dialogue that's fine <laughs> but if if he's seen her more recently that why is he still only got a picture of her when she was seven because mm, that's the picture he liked well that's a little he's, bit creepy then, isn't a, it? he's a pedophile oh it's a lot creepy yes. so that's so that's, that's why he didn't want to marry her when she fell in love with stan yes and I distinctly remember Mr. Kyle being British. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now it could be a different Mr. Kyle. Maybe this. Maybe it's just a. It's a term of endearment to every <laughs> guy that's on the trip. And yeah, then it you, comes you, you can't guy. work in, in the transport room if your name's not Kyle. But but my name's Bob. Uh, your name's Kyle. Yeah. But 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 but. Uh, uh, <laughs> See, no, that would be that would be good if you had Kirk. And he just he just calls everybody Kyle. He just calls everyone Kyle because he doesn't know the name. Uh, the second episode, I didn't really have too many nitpicks in. I thought it was quite. I thought the second one was really quite good. I really enjoyed. I mean, it's it's the Paradise Syndrome. It's a remake of the Paradise Syndrome, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. What do you mean the Paradise Syndrome? Oh, the Paradise Wait. Syndrome. They go to a planet that is about oh. to be hit by a comet, and I'm they just, get down I'm on the planet. And they can yeah, only solve yeah, yeah, it with yeah, the yeah. musical notes of the communicator. It's exactly the same plot. Yeah. I didn't put that together. I was thinking more of uh, the the what a this, the world is hollow and I have touched the sky because that thing I think was going to smash into the planet. I was thinking more of that one. Yeah. But so far, I've, I've have you all watched it? Yes. I have not. I think I think it's um I'm am I confident in saying it's the best show since since well since Deep Space Nine. Uh, I mean it's only better, two is episodes. Is it better than here. Enterprise? I enjoy it more than Enterprise straight out the gate because it does feel like it likes the original series, whereas I never got that feeling from Brandon Braga and Rick Berman that they actually liked the original series that much. Whereas mm. this feels like they do actually. There's a lot of tamp dancing around the raindrops in terms of the characters that they've chosen to have on the show. But that in and of itself isn't a bad thing, I guess. Because a lot of people were saying, well, where's, where's Dr. Boyce and where's Lieutenant Jose Tyler and all that stuff? Hey, but it's our, people it's rotate years off after of ships. Yeah. It, yeah, this is I mean, four years after the cage. He's, there's, he's got new, there's new crew members come in. You know, unlike Riker, you don't serve on a ship for life. Well, if it's the same Mr. Kyle, he apparently does. 
Oh no, we he ends up on Reliant, doesn't he? Yeah. So even he doesn't end up serving. Ultimately, I I don't think anybody serves on the Enterprise longer than Uhura. That's true. So we now got well Spock. Yeah. Because Spock well, was the four yeah, years old. But, but he died. <laughs> well, that's then true. Now... But when he died, Uhura was working in the basement with Mister Adventure. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now we've got... and Nurse Chapel is there uh, what what's the matter absolutely nothing oh okay <laughs> I was gonna say what's wrong with chapel nothing we've had discussions about yes this. yes we have uh, so what so earlier when, when we were talking so i'm watching fringe and a tour of his Aust- australian too yeah well i'm told like, you my thesis dude yeah well yeah you could add that one to the mix Right? Isn't yeah. Kylie Minogue in that too? Yep. 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 Livy Newton John. Yep. 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 The, See? Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Yep. 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 See? It's it's a thesis that holds up. Mm-hmm. This is my thesis, lovely listener, that Australia produces some of the most beautiful women in the world. And I am willing to do the field research. <laughs> Natalie and Bruce. Maybe we can get a grant for it. <laughs> Maybe a grant gusted. <laughs> that, would, that would be brilliant. Maybe that anyway. would be. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think uh, anything else. Everything else is in hiatus, isn't it? The third season of Picard has been completely filmed, but they're not releasing that until the end of the year, I don't think. I don't oh, know what's happening with Discovery. We, we had that lovely surprise guest appearance at the end of Picard. Oh, yeah. Actually, I quite liked it. <laughs> I mean, Shut I know up. this will, this will uh, years later, <laughs> but I, that didn't bother me. I thought it was I thought that was fine, that little cameo. What do you think was the first thing I said when he came on screen? Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> I said it out loud. It's like, Shut up, Wesley. But I, I, I thought that was quite sweet. I didn't mind. Yeah. It All right. Yeah, it's alright. I would still totally watch Jerry Ryan and Michelle Hurd just do that lethal weapon routine on their own ship. I would watch the shit out of that show. <laughs> and I really want to see where they have to blow up a toilet. <laughs> did somebody just have a motorcycle go by? I did. Oh. Sorry about that. I can't control the traffic patterns. <laughs> well, you should. I'm working on it. Yeah, so Picard finished up. It was, uh... It was, eh. was alright. I've not hated it as much as everyone else has. I don't know why. I think I it goes to what we were on about last time. I like the actors and I like the characters. And that papers over a lot of the cracks. As it did in the original, be honest. Yeah. There are any number of episodes of the original that are utter shit. The third season's not good. And, well, but I was going to say some of the special effects in some of those last two episodes was a little bit shoddy. But, eh, you know, I mean, mm. well, you know, you really can't compare, you know, 1960s to to no. 2020. The effect should be uh, it, it was really a lot of the 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 Borgified people with in that field. It, yeah. And, and, I think and, we discussed that last time that it looked like just a horrible green screen, like something you would see on 1990s yeah. sci fi channel movies. Girati looked like her head was in a different shot. Yes. 
that yeah. looks a bit weird. Especially when, yeah, especially, yes, yeah. It was like, what? Huh? Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Overall, I've, I've not hit, I don't, maybe it's just me. I've not disliked season two. Anyone, even, even the reviews on tour. Tour.com by Keith Erdy Candido. Even he's not liked him and he likes everything. He's very find the positive and even he's not enjoyed it. So maybe it's just me. Maybe I was just like, okay. Whatever. I think it's going to be said when they have the Blu-ray come out and on the box, their, their uh, review is going to be Andy Leyland. I didn't dislike it nearly as much as season one. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it is. I thought it was a step up. I mean, I think I think you've got to accept as well. I mean, I did see something on Twitter that just makes me roll my eyes that um, they feel so sorry for Patrick Stewart to have this terrible writing. And I'm, you know, one of those things where you're almost type a reply and you think I can't be asked. But I, you just want to say you do know most of the restrictions have been placed on the writers by Patrick Stewart, right? <laughs> you do know he had a big long list of things he didn't want to do, stuff that like is kind of essential to making a Star Trek show. He didn't want to be on the bridge. He didn't want to say warp speed. He didn't want to wear the uniform. He didn't want to be a captain. I'm like, so I why don't want you, you to write good episodes. Yeah, so if you're going to hamstring the show like that, no wonder they've had to really do some tap dancing to make it work. For me, Q was the... I really liked Q in it. I really liked Q in it. I thought Brent Spiner was a bit over the top. Yeah, John Delancey's always good value. And the last scene with him and Picard was actually quite quite touching. I'm I'm not going to say uh, my allergies were kicking up. Yeah. See, so <laughs> even even noted Discovery hater Bill Robinson got a little bit teary over the finale of Picard. So. What do you mean no? I liked the first season. Yeah. Have you liked anything since? <laughs> Oh, really? I mean, I do like that pe- people have been saying to me, do I need to watch the Discovery episodes before I see No. <laughs> you know, watch the cage and just... That's all you ball. need to know. Yeah, due to some time-travelling shenanigans, Captain Pike knows what happens in the Menagerie and go from there. It's a little weird that he's, like, obsessing with... Uh the people well i mean i guess it's not weird if you know when you're going to die and who you're going to save but he keeps looking looking like he's looking those those kit those those people up who will be older cadets in 10 years yeah. you know although they did give themselves a nice little cushion you know hey if the show goes on 10 years we got 10 years of stories to tell at least yeah you know, we've got if, 10 if, seasons in us yeah and that's only if you make each season a year you can True. even True. you can even yeah. fiddle with that Right, so I mean, you know, at least it's like you know, oh, three months, we're done, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a nice touch that uh, you know when he asked the question to Uhura about well, what is uh, you know mm-hmm. what are your plans for the uh, uh, don't completely ruin it for Dave. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, I forget you haven't watched. Oh, he asked Uhura, "What is brain? Brain, 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 brain." Yeah. So far, first two episodes, good. Good to hear. And I think that's uh, I think that's all we have for Star Trek news. Uh, <laughs> so who was Albatross? I think Zachary Quinto came out and said, "Yeah, I still don't know when this movie's happening." Right? Oh, I don't need him. Sorry, I've got Ethan Pat, and I think he's he. Oh, so you've come around on that because yes. we're kind this of was, uh, this very mm-hmm. one, this episode, all the stuff between him and Uhura 
mm-hmm. just made me smile because it really does play into why they sit in the rec deck together playing music together oh yeah all of that stuff i just really thought was really quite good seeding of what we will see in the future him playing his Vulcan Lyra while Uhura sings and all that, just that. And the the building blocks of that relationship, I thought both actors played exceptionally well. The new the new lady who's playing Uhura and Ethan Packer Spark. I can't remember her name, so I want to keep saying Cuba Gooding Jr. Because <laughs> she is she, it is something like a double barrel name, isn't it? So I do apologise. Yeah. I forgot the young lady's name. But no, I don't. That's she, who it is. It's a wall makeup. Okay. So <clears throat> I thought they did, and it, I much prefer this to the shagging. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I don't care if they don't do Star Trek 4 with Chris Pine and all that lot as much as I like Chris Pine. Uh, I'm quite happy for them to not do it. Strange New Worlds scratches that itch just nicely, thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, Nurse Chapel probably has some salve for that. <laughs> I don't love, uh, last week, one of my things was I couldn't see this Nurse Chapel getting a crush on Spark like she does in the original. And then this week, they kind of go, ah, hold my beer. <laughs> and I'm watching that scene at the beginning of this one going, all right, okay, I can see it now. Purple, that's <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, on to Albatross. Albatross! <laughs> this is the fourth episode of season two. It is directed by Bill Reed and written by Dario Finelli. I believe I said that right. Yeah, two L's. Uh, original air date September twenty eighth, nineteen seventy four. We have a guest appearance. I think we have a couple guest appearances by other voices, but we have Lou Shimmer. Shimmer. You mean they're not all Jimmy Doohan? No, they're not. <laughs> he plays Draymond Guard. He's like one of the uh, like the producers. He plays oh, Draymond right. Guard, and he plays Demos. Yes, we only have James Doohan as other than Scotty. Uh, Cole Tai and uh, Draymond Supreme Prefect. So he he did not, uh, you know, he didn't do all the other parts this time. So our synopsis goes like this. On Stardate 5275.6, when the Federation starship visits the planet Dramamine, I mean, Dramia... <laughs> Better than the Planet X likes, let's be honest. Yeah. That's a lot next of... week. That's next week. <laughs> There's a lot of mudslides on that planet. No, that's Discovery. I'm sorry. Oh. Wait. That what? Okay. I got one. Oh, shit. I can't tell we you. We really, really don't want to do this episode. No, 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 no. I, I, I can't because it. All right. I'll word this. Andy. Yes. I got to word it so I don't spoil anything. With what happens at the end of that episode, do you feel okay? Hmm. <laughs> Don't worry about the it. The answer is yes. The indigenous people, you know, things are going to get better, but eh, there's a lot of water that's about to come onto that planet, and I'm thinking there could be some flash flooding, and people are going to die because they're living in a yeah, lot of but, but, but that would be on Mahate. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I, I, I was kind of like, hey, uh, you guys might want to get to higher ground <laughs> soon. <laughs> I have the high ground. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Back to Albatross. 
On Stardate 5275.6, when the Federation Starship Enterprise visits the planet Dramia to deliver medical supplies, the authorities immediately arrest Chief Medical Officer Dr. McCoy for mass murder. The Dramians Dramians allege that 19 years earlier, Dr. McCoy had supervised an inoculation program on Dramia 2, and that once he had left, most of the inhabitants died from a plague. This is Dramia 2. That's right. (laughs) The Dramian government believes the plague must have been a result of McCoy's activities there. Captain Kirk takes the Enterprise to Dramia 2 to investigate. They find There they find a survivor named Koltai, who was off-world at the time of the plague, but remembers being healed by McCoy and is willing to testify that the doctor is not a mass murderer. En route back to... Dramia, their prime witness, begins to develop symptoms of the plague, marked by a change in the coloring of skin pigmentation. In the process, the crew is infected with the same plague, except for First Officer Spock, who appears to be immune due to his Vulcan heritage. That'll come in useful, Lysa. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got some nitpicks about this. With the entire crew infected, Spock is forced to break McCoy out of jail on Dramia, first using the Vulcan nerve pinch to knock out a guard... Uh, so they can beam back and work out a cure. Near death, Kirk realizes that the pigment color change was actually caused by a spatial aurora. Bullshit. McCoy is now able to <laughs> develop a cure, and the Dramians drop all charges against him. Okay. They all lived happily after. One of my nitpicks as I'm watching is, okay, Spock could be immune, but that doesn't mean he's not a carrier. Yep. Yeah could have taken that plague down to the planet i am a little confused about this whole like was it the other plague that i I can't remember the name of the plague i didn't write it down like the other plague that they said it was like and it was just like the spatial aurora was just causing the color change but it wasn't necessarily a part of the plague because it was actually another plague when they entered in all the symptoms in okay the ship's computer wasn't smart enough to to filter out and identify a plague oh sorry and sorry and virus so i guess they were turning into lizards is why they went green because they went blue then green and they were going to be red so they're turning into chameleons the chameleon virus was what you know once they filter that stuff out, that, oh, the color change. Oh, it's this virus. It, the, the computer couldn't have figured that out on its own. Well, it this, runs this, this brings us right over to a note I saw in uh, Memory Alpha about this. And uh, I was going to wait a little while, but I'll read it now because it kind of hits on what you're saying. In the Star Trek Files magazine, John Peel critiqued, this has to have been the most simplistic and childish of all of the episodes ever written for the animated series. God. The aurora causing the disease was obvious to anyone once it is spotted, and the fact that no one even thought of it is staggering. The entire crew of the Enterprise must have had brain rot or something, and the cure is equally as obvious once the fact that Kaltai is the only survivor is given and that he was treated for Saurian virus. Talk about significant clues. Needless to say, we've seen this whole thing so many times over that it's just a terminal bore once again to suffer through it. Bones has to cure yet another deadly, inexplicable disease with no known antidote. Yawn. What amazes me is the wonderfully callous way that the rest of the deranged survivors of Dramia 2 are mentioned and then totally <coughs> ignored when the plot is resolved. Presumably, then... They were left to rot there. 
Yeah, I mean, 19 years is like the people that came back who all their people, all all their other re- their relatives had died, and they just <laughs> li- they left those people there. Now, well, on the plus side, not that there's a plus to leaving the people there. I'm the plus things of the episode. I really thought the design of the aliens was interesting because now we can do things like that in an animated show. So so that was cool. Um, you know, we're exploring new things. Oh, well, back to a nitpick. So the Federation signs off on an arrest warrant for one of their officers and doesn't give the captain a heads up. Oh, <laughs> uh, you see, this entire order is this 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 arrest order has been approved by your Federation. I would be like, what the f? I'd be on the horn to Starfleet going, hey, hey. You know, maybe we wouldn't have beamed down with McCoy, <laughs> you jack wagons. Ugh. But yet at the same time, I did – there was things in this episode I enjoyed with, you know, I, although Kirk was like – they had this weird thing where he kept – they actually kept – everybody kept smiling in this episode. They turn and look at the camera, open the mouth, smile. Ah. You know, Kirk putting his hand up to his face like the da 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 da. But they allowed, they quote unquote, allow <laughs> Mister <laughs> open up the hangar doors, quote unquote. Oh, I oh. hated that. Oh. Like the, oh the drama man guy was too stupid to realize. Wait a minute, they weren't open a minute ago. You've you've tricked me. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a high bar, was it? No. That, uh, but, uh, you know what? I'm quickly lowering my opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> I like the dialogue. I thought some of the dialogue was well played by the actors. Mm-hmm. I thought that was all right. I, the basic premise, yeah, that, that review is absolutely right. We've seen it all before. I think this suffers again from being a cartoon, and you can tell that Dorothy Fontana is no longer script editor because the, there were a couple of problems like what you've mentioned on the hangar bed door that I think a, a decent script editor would have said, really? Do you want to rewrite this bit? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It was... Uh, I, so everybody's changing. First they, first they turn into Smurfs. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Captain, you're blue. I'm blue. Da da dee da da dee da da dee. No, nobody. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're green, green with envy. You know, they never got the red. That's when they die. Oh, they could have been red for a second. You know. I was waiting for Kirk to say, "Kirk, smash." Yeah, good old Spock. I'm immune, so I'm just going to go everywhere. (laughs) I'm immune, so okay. That's not topical. (laughs) See, well, that's the problem, isn't it, now with episodes like this? Any episode now that is a disease that is cured in 48 minutes is now just laughable. 
mm-hmm. because we now know all about the basic no, procedures. No, but this wasn't cured in 48 minutes. This was cured after 19 years. It just took well, McCoy 48 minutes to cure to actually do Actually, it really only took him about three minutes. I was going to say, yeah, the show was only like 22 minutes, so I don't know where you're getting 48 minutes. It wasn't a two-parter. And, and a regular the, episode. And, and the first, oh, yeah, a regular you know, episode. First nine percent, you know, ninety percent of the show is is not even him trying to cure it. So once he tried, it's like yeah, you know, he could have cured it blindfolded. Yeah. And the cure is Saurian brandy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is the Saurian virus. I mean, yeah, it's like what was the one where they age? The The deadly deadly years. I kept wanting to sing. David Bowie. Golden years. Wop, wop, wop. I, I, I'm with you, Bill, that I think the highlight of this episode was the alien character design. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. designs were really good. And, and the fact that there were aliens that were not voiced by James Dewey. <laughs> Always a bonus. That's, that's, you know, that's kind of where it... And, you know, I think I'm being overly harsh and maybe we're... we're doing that as a general rule of late because we're just really you know putting this putting the screws to it a little bit the reality of it is for a 30 minute episode it was you know mildly entertaining and i'm glad i watched it (laughs) you know i can give it that much so you know like even bad animated star trek is still worth my time Mm mm-hmm so I, I don't want it to be so like you know oh my god it was torture to watch it it wasn't it was it was no, mind, it no, was mindless it was, it was mildly entertaining it was okay I mean it wasn't as good <laughs> as I was going you know it was only because I started to once you think too deep then you're like well wait that kind of falls apart wait that doesn't make sense but I mean I wasn't I didn't I wasn't hating it the whole time I wasn't like oh god this sucks ah. It was it was only after I thought a little deeper, but but you know this was a cartoon, so you know. But I would imagine, if I was an adult back then, and had watched Star Trek when it was first run, and then this came on, and 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 you think you're gonna ca- capture back some of your oh yeah Star Trek, even thinking it's a cartoon, you know, and I I would imagine you would be disappointed with a lot of these episodes. Yeah. But, but- but, no, but, but then again, it's a cartoon. This this yeah. isn't yeah. It it isn't more silly in its premise than some some season three episodes. Wink of an eye. It's no stupider than that episode. So hey, it's okay. an, so we have an overpopulation some... problem, but we're going to build a life size replica of the Enterprise. It did Wait. create some some oh, uh, not, the feel of the like, original series. Uh, Link of the Eye is the one where the where they move fast. All right. So which one's people. the the one with the overpopulation. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the oh. name of that. Oh, needs him. She needs Kirk to get her knocked up as well. Uh, hmm. Didn't all the women on the show? Well, oh. yeah. Well, the way the eyes were, they were like, Ning. yeah, that's the same episode, isn't it? No, it's not because in the mark, in, of, the mark of Gideon was the one where they had to uh, get the virus, I think. Right. So because they, that's right. They had to get the virus from Kirk because he had contracted it on another world, so they needed it. From... So the entire point of that episode was they needed an STD, so they go for Kirk. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the king of STDs. Says everything you need to know. 
Oh, one thing we did. Oh, never mind. Nope, can't see that. I'll have to discuss it with you, Andy. Right. So the Mark of Gideon is is no. It, this episode is no stupider than the Mark of Gideon. You are correct. That was the episode I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. So, well, so ultimately, ultimately, if you think too hard about it, most of the animated episodes kind of crash a little on on that level. But if you just kind of take it as mild Star Trek, you know, entertainment, eh, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, one one of the things they they mentioned on Memory Alpha is that they contradicted McCoy's uh, time in Starfleet. Uh, where does it say that uh, the original series? Well, the writer's guide for the original series describes McCoy as having joined Starfleet in middle age after he was divorced. That would mean he couldn't have worked on Dramia 2 until during his early adulthood. Yes, he could. He could he have just, if he was an independent contractor. Yes, or like a doc, Planets Without Borders, or, you know, like just, just as a doctor, not necessarily with Starfleet. Because I don't think it specifically says he was there with Starfleet. So, so they they've been waiting 19 years for McCoy just to happen to come back. Gonna so get you. Arrest him. That's that dreamy injustice that we heard about. That's so quick. You would, yeah. You would have thought they would have filed an extradition warrant, right? You would Dog. think. They seem to be so up on Federation procedures and have scrolls, scrolls for arrest warrants. Well, I love as well that they waited until Enterprise had finished doing whatever it had to do. Oh, and you're leaving? You're still about to leave. <laughs> and then they said, oh, by the way, we want to uh, we want to arrest and possibly execute your chief medical officer. They, they, it couldn't have been better unless they had Peter Falk come out. Yeah, oh, by uh-huh. the way, just one more thing. Just one more thing. What's this? I, don't, I do, I, I know it's bad of me, but I love how dismissive Kirk is of the justice system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've heard of your justice system. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what he says. And Spock has to kind of hold him back a bit and go, oh, you may uh, want to hold down a bit, Captain. I mean, this is a Federation member, right? They are members of the Federation. <laughs> oh, dear. How, no. how, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go on, no, go on. How great would it have been if they had gotten Ted Knight to do the cameo of Meanwhile at the oh Hall of God. Justice? Because <laughs> they, they do actually have a Hall of Justice. I, so that would have been brill. That was another thing I said out loud. I'm like, that looks nothing like the Hall of Justice. <laughs> of course, there was nobody there except me to laugh at the joke because I'm such a sad, sad little man in my garage. It was all filmation. It would have been funny if they had just used the same footage. <laughs> Uh, well so I guess we have to uh, rate this right did I get that right now that we're done now that we're done berating this oh I'm gonna give it you know I mean I'm still gonna go with yeah God, do I want to give it 2 or 2.5? I'm kind of waffling. But you know what? Since we had some better voice casting, I'm going to give it 2.5 uh, Dramey and Extradition Scrolls for my rating. Uh, 
I'm going to go 2.5 as well. It, it is. It's wink of an eye. It's the mark of Gideon. It's that other one where they've got all the cloud minders. The cloud minders. That one. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> decidedly middle of the road and dumb as dirt. But you know what? At four o'clock this morning when I watched this, because the dog had me up, I quite enjoyed it. So, you know, it's still Star Trek. It's still fun. The dog goes, I want to watch Star Trek. What? The dog literally said at four this morning, yeah, I want to get up and watch Star Trek. And I went, not, okay. He's not telling you to go out and kill people like <laughs> David Berkowitz's dog. <laughs> uh, I I see 2.5 as average on a scale of one to five, so or zero to five. Uh, so I see this one as slightly below average, so I gave it a 2.0. Even with the different um, voice casting. That's that's what brings it up from the one point five oh. I was originally going to give it. Okay. I gave mine a general order two point five, which means it has to self destruct now. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what we think. What did Dave think? I mean, excuse me. What did Blaine think? We know what Dave thought. Incoming transmission. Hi guys. This is a worthy concept. I'm not sure why the Damians waited 19 years to serve the warrant rather than request extradition, but they did, so let's run with that. I really appreciate that McCoy is willing to face the consequences had he been at fault, though clearly it would have been manslaughter rather than murder had that been the case since there was no intent to harm. Instead, we have a case of people assuming correlation means causation. In John Peel's critique for the Star Trek Files magazine, he complained about how obvious it was that the Aurora was at fault and that the Enterprise crew never thought of it. I maintain that may be obvious to the viewer because of our understanding of narrative structure, but it would not be obvious to the crew members that a phenomenon happening several kilometers away would somehow spread a contagion through the vacuum and into an airtight ship. I still don't know how that was supposed to work. I'm still trying to figure out how the Aurora could cause identical pigment changes in every species. Rx clearly doesn't have the same dominant melatonin as humans, so why is he turning the same shades of blue and green? I think I'm seeing a pattern in Season 2. Without DC Fontana overseeing the scripts at this point, there is decidedly less science in our science fiction, although the character work can still be strong. It's also shifting more to the juvenile with the pigment changing symptoms. That said, we had some nice scenes with Spock and McCoy here, so it's not a total loss. It's, it's funny because, and I know I always make a point of not reading uh, Blaine's messages until we're actually in the middle of the show. And I know you guys don't read it and you wait for me to read it to you. So, because <laughs> reading would be hard. Uh, but it's funny that Blaine kind of hit on a lot of the points that we talked about and seems to agree with most of them, uh, except for John Peel's cr- critique, which I kind of said, yeah, that makes sense to me. And Blaine. My scientific guru is saying, no, not really quite as much. So I'll accept Blaine's take on it. Uh, as far as the criminal aspects of it, uh, the only thing is, you know, Blaine is is applying our standards of criminal justice as far as manslaughter and murder. Uh, we don't know what, you know, what, what their, the, what the Damien's laws are. You know, they may be, if, even if you inadvertently cause somebody's death, it's murder. I don't know. Well, yeah, it makes you think, you know, if you had a um, civilization-spanning organization like the Federation, imagine being a lawyer and having to 
balance like you would probably have to get each civilization to try to agree to certain set standards or you'd have to be like each one would be judging things on a different justice scale and that's just you know mind boggling don't judge me it's, 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 it's frankly it's hard enough to know uh, what the different laws are in different states or states, even different yeah. jurisdictions within the same state so mm. yeah to, to, to be able to just sit here and, and apply universal law to uh, various worlds some of which are not even you know developed yet I, I think that's probably you know overreaching well, you know they did touch well, on that a few times in the next generation like sometimes when um like uh i think uh wharf was gonna do the you know like the honor killing and and um or like his brother wanted to die and you know i'm gonna honor my brother's witches and wishes and not with, if you're a member of the federation if you're a member of starfleet f starfleet i'm out <laughs> But we've we've had that, you know, here too. Remember, there was a case where a kid got arrested in Singapore for graffiti, and they were gonna cane. They caned him. Yes. And people were all outraged. Oh, I'm gonna cane him just for that. That's their their culture. Yeah, I'm not a big mm -hmm. fan of caning people for that though. <laughs> I can't I can't argue with the outrage over it, but you know. No, but I'm saying I, it's akin to this. Yes. Oh, I totally agree with you. But, mm. but this show does not support caning. I only had one more thing to point out uh, from Blaine's thing is that he says, you know, how does the uh, how does the virus get transmitted by the Aurora? Come on, man. It's radiation. <laughs> but I mean, we had two weeks in a row with an Aurora an energy field was the cause of all the problems. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I yeah, you're right. The practical joker. Right, the practical joker. Stop going Maybe to energy week. fields. Right. Around them. <laughs> Be so stupid. Oh, we're in a starship. We're gonna fly right through it. Can't hurt us. Duh. It's like driving along and seeing a massive flood and going, oh, I'm just gonna go through this. <laughs> that's just a go wrong. Right. You hide your plane. You spin out of control and crash on the side of the road. I learned that lesson. Uh, when I was trying to drive through snow, and I'm like, you know what? I've seen cars plow through three feet of snow in the movies. I'm going to drive through that that snowbank. <laughs> How did that go for you? Well, I did spin around in a circle in the middle of the interstate, but luckily I regained control. Uh, never did that again. It was like right at the end, like getting on the interstate, right? Like on an exit um, on the entrance ramp. And right at the end of it, there's this big just beautiful piece this long stretch of snow and i just kind of cut my wheel like i, I was gonna drive I, I was like 19 or 20 i was an idiot you know i'm gonna drive right through this bam grab my car spun it but i was able i didn't die because i'm still here and i didn't smash up my car <laughs> but in a parallel multiverse in a parallel mul 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 i probably died uh, in some multiverse i was wiped out at that instant <laughs> That's a that's a lot. <laughs> and with that, Robinson and the multiverse of madness. <laughs> and the multiverse <laughs> of fatness. <laughs> well, so Andy, uh, what are we gonna do 
next time. Next time, an old new episode of Doom Drek. How sharper than a serpent's tooth to have a thankless child. It's the penultimate Star Trek, the animated series. Ow, stop fighting me. Ow. All right, everyone, we will see you then. Bye-bye. Make it so. Toon Trek is based upon Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry, and is a Tutu Freaks presentation. It's hosted by Andrew Leyland, Paul Spataro, Dave Pascarella, Bill Robinson, and produced and guest-hosted on occasion by J. David Wheaton. All music and clips are copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a review show, and as such, protected under fair use. Yeah, let's go with that. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Toon Trek. So we'll just have to see what Paul says. Mm-hmm. Oh, what does Paul think? Well, he's not here, so by the rules of democracy, if we all vote for it, then he doesn't get a say, does he? Yeah, yeah, that's right.